Sir George Bloody Mackenzie, a figure entrenched in Scottish history. He's become synonymous with infamy due to his role in the persecution of Covenanters during the 17th century. However, it's in the recent years that his spectral legacy gained prominence, with many attributing the haunting in Edinburgh's Greyfriars Kirkyard to his vengeful spirit, famously known as the Mackenzie Poltergeist. Remarkably, the man who followed Mackenzie as Lord Advocate, John Dalrymple, first Earl of Stair, emerges as a character whose impact may have surpassed even that of his infamous predecessor. While Mackenzie was known for his ruthless persecution of Covenanters, Dalrymple's legacy is stained with the ominous shadows of the Glencoe Massacre. Dalrymple played a central role in the orders issued for the Glencoe Massacre in 1692, an event that left a grievous mark on Scottish history. The massacre, a result of political machinations and betrayal, saw the slaughter of members of the Macdonald clan, who'd been mistakenly perceived as unyielding in their opposition to the new regime. The betrayal of the Macdonalds is perhaps best summed up by the song The Massacre of Glencoe by the Scottish group The Corries. They came in the night while the men were asleep. This band of Argyles threw snow soft and deep. Like murdering foxes among helpless sheep, they slaughtered the house of Macdonald. This dark episode underscores the ruthlessness of political power in 17th century Scotland, with Dalrymple's decisions resulting in a tragic loss of lives and a scar on the nation's collective memory. While the spectre of Mackenzie haunts Greyfriars Kirkyard, Dalrymple's historical legacy resonates through the sombre echoes of Glencoe, a testament to the harsh realities of political power and its devastating consequences on the Scottish landscape. The ghosts of these men, one in the legal chamber and the other in the misty glens, intertwined to tell a tale of power, betrayal and the enduring echoes of a blood-stained era. When you travel along the A82, one of Scotland's most iconic roads, you pass through some of the most evocative landscapes Scotland has to offer. These are landscapes that have inspired generations of artists and writers over the centuries. The road cuts through one of the country's last great wildernesses, Rannoch Moor, before descending past the historic King's House Hotel, before the majestic walls of Glencoe unfold before you. Glencoe stands as a striking landscape marked by vast expanses of moorland and towering peaks. The glen is carved out by ancient volcanic and geologic forces, creating a dramatic backdrop of steep-sided mountains and sweeping views. The terrain is a patchwork of heather-clad hills, rocky slopes and the occasional tranquil loch, contributing to the untamed beauty of the region. Standing sentinel over the glen is the craggy silhouette of the Three Sisters, three imposing peaks that add a majestic and formidable element to the scenery. This is the backdrop against which the story of the Macdonald clan unfolds, a tale deeply intertwined with the stark grandeur of Glencoe. The landscape, with its rugged beauty and harsh contours, serves as both a witness to history and a silent narrator of the events that transpired in this remote corner of the Highlands in 1692. The Glencoe Massacre stands as a dark episode in Scottish history. 
Ordered by the British government, it was a ruthless act born from political intrigue and betrayal. The Macdonald clan, residents of Glencoe, became unwitting victims of political machinations and ambitions. The root cause lay in the perceived and mistaken lack of enthusiasm of the Macdonalds to pledge allegiance promptly to the new monarchs, William and Mary. Sir John Dalrymple, the Secretary of State for Scotland, played a central role in orchestrating this tragic event. Dalrymple was the man who ultimately gave the order for the massacre and was thought of as a calculating individual with his own agenda, driven by a desire for sole power over Scotland. The Macdonalds had delayed their submission to the Crown and this delay was used as a pretext to make an example of them. Under the command of Captain Robert Campbell, government troops were quartered with the Macdonalds for nearly two weeks. This deceptive calm preceded the storm. On the fateful night of February the 13th, the soldiers turned on their hosts, attacking them in their sleep. The massacre resulted in the deaths of around 38 Macdonalds, with some managing to escape into the bitter winter night. The massacre wasn't a grand battle, it was a treacherous betrayal, a brutal assault on a community that had offered hospitality. The motivation wasn't rooted in honour or strategy, but in political expediency. The aftermath of this tragedy left an indelible mark on the Scottish landscape, a reminder of the ruthless consequences of political power and the human costs it can exact. The sombre echoes of that tragic night still linger in the misty glens, with tales of the spirits of those who lost their lives on that tragic evening persisting to this day. In 1692, Glencoe was made up of a series of scattered crofts on the outskirts of a larger settlement in the heart of the Glen. Due to the rocky terrain and the river Coe cutting through the landscape, there was some distance between each home. Your nearest neighbour could be up to a mile away, which meant unless it was a gathering, you lived in some solitude most of the time. The evening of the 12th of February, the night before the massacre, was a bright, still and bitingly cold night. The moon loomed high in the sky and patches of mist hung low above the treetops. The towering mountains that formed the natural walls of the Great Glen could be seen silhouetted against the starry sky, forming an impenetrable barrier. In one of the crofts nestled on the edge of Glencoe, the inhabitants experienced an eerie disturbance something that may have saved the lives of them and their family. As the moon cast its ethereal glow across the landscape and the biting cold air settled in, mournful wails echoed through the glen. The stillness of the night was disrupted by haunting cries that seemed to weave through the very fabric of the valley. Emerging from the warmth of their home, the startled Macdonalds exchanged uneasy glances, unable to discern the source of the lamentations that permeated the otherwise peaceful night. It's the Cognac, said one of the elderly clansmen. It's a warning, we must leave. And that they did. In the middle of that bitterly cold February night, they packed some belongings and headed into the mountains to seek refuge. If they hadn't heard these cries and taken this action, they too very likely would have fallen victim to the government troops the next day. 
Is it possible that they heard the wails of the legendary cognac? The cognac, or washerwoman in Scottish folklore, is a supernatural entity associated with lamenting and foretelling death, similar to the Irish banshee. According to legends, this spirit is often heard wailing or singing a mournful song, usually near the home of the person about to die. The cognac is considered a harbinger of death, and the eerie sound of her mourning is believed to signal an imminent passing and the cognac was heard before the massacre took place. In Celtic folklore, the archetype of the ominous washerwoman, known as the Ben Nye, takes two forms, the banshee and the cognac. The appearance of a banshee near a river or stream signals an impending and violent demise. With a lament, she washes the bloodied garments of those destined to die. She's often heard crying near a waterfall on the night preceding a calamity that will befall her clan. On the night of February the 13th each year, the anniversary of the massacre, many believe the mist-shrouded glens unveil a haunting spectacle that has echoed over 300 years. The air, thick with an otherworldly tension, seems to carry the weight of centuries-old tragedy as the ghosts of Glencoe emerge from the shadows. A relative of John Dalrymple was travelling through the Glen on the night of the 13th by carriage, when the vehicle he was travelling in is said to have lost a wheel. Perhaps it was fate, perhaps it was coincidence, but the wheel is said to have come off right by the site of the massacre. The night was a typical Scottish winter, Dark clouds and howling winds blew snow through the glen, forcing those who could to take shelter wherever they could find it. Dalrymple retreated to the relative warmth and shelter of the stricken carriage, but he was unable to find respite, for as soon as he closed the carriage door, a haunting sound permeated the air, rising above the mournful symphony of the wind coursing through the glen. The sounds he could hear were heartbreaking, the plaintive cries of those who'd lost their lives that night many years before echoed round the carriage. The screams of men, women and children, a cacophony of pain and anger, echoed relentlessly within Dalrymple's ears. This fateful night is rumoured to have haunted him until the end of his days, with whispers suggesting it altered him profoundly, perhaps even driving him to madness culminating in him taking his own life several years later. It's also believed that those of Clan Campbell find the weather colder and less hospitable when they travel through the Glen, no matter the weather. Witnesses also speak of ethereal figures, clad in tattered Highland attire, marching through the rugged terrain. The ghostly procession, described as a reenactment of the infamous massacre, unfolds under the veil of darkness. The anguished cries of the wounded and dying MacDonalds pierce the stillness, mingling with the mournful howl of the wind, as if the very landscape is reliving the tragic betrayal. A lone piper, phantom fingers skillfully dancing on an invisible bagpipe, adds a melancholic soundtrack to the spectral drama. Legend has it that this ghostly piper is a survivor of the massacre, compelled by a spectral duty to play a lament for the fallen, 
The mournful melody reverberates through the glen, a poignant reminder of the bloodstained history etched into Glencoe's very soul. As the sun dips below the rugged, towering peaks and shadows lengthen over the glen, the ghosts of Glencoe remain eternally woven into the fabric of this haunting landscape. The tragic echoes of that fateful night persist in the eerie whispers of the wind, and the sombre spectres of betrayal linger in the misty expanse. The viciousness of that night is as horrifying now as it was then. The stories of those who fell victim to political machinations and the ambitions of men continue to resonate, a chilling reminder of the cost of power and the enduring consequences it can exact on the human spirit. In the silence of Glencoe, the past is not buried. It's alive in the rustling leaves, the ancient stones and the quiet streams. Whether you believe in the supernatural or not, the collective memory of that dark night is embedded in the very rocks and heather that carpet the solemn and picturesque glen. As we take our leave from the spectral realm, the ghosts of Glencoe endure, silently urging us to remember, reflect and honour the enduring spirits that haunt this timeless Scottish landscape.